0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. the Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, U.S. Oh, good, I can't maneuver.
1: Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. <laughs>
0: And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Tuesday Tinker, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Well, I got my pin. I voted today. Nice. If you're watching this on uh, WFAA, uh, you see my pin on my mic. Guys, if you live in Dallas County and you are registered to vote, American Airlines Center, home of the Dallas Mavericks, is a place to vote. And, man, it's super easy. I was in the doors and out of the doors in less than 10 minutes. It was the simplest, easiest thing ever. So you're uh, registered in Dallas County where uh, it's the home of the Mavs. Go vote.
0: There you go. Go vote. You can. Anybody and everybody. Isaac said it was super simple. When election day comes, it's going to be the lines are going to be nuts. So go ahead and do it early. Get it out of the way. All right, on today's show, we are going to be breaking down some trade targets for the Mavericks from the OKC Thunder, which we did a little bit before with you know, Locked on Thunder host Rylan Styles. We did that a little bit before, but we're going to revisit those. And then we're also going to touch on the Orlando Magic that have to make some kind of moves this summer. So we'll talk about them. Uh, We'll break down those kind of trade targets. But before we get to that, Isaac Harris, our five-star Apple podcast review question. If you want to get a podcast question in, Go to Apple Podcasts, submit a five star review and put a question in there like Jay who 19 did. He or she says, I know people say that players add something to their game every year. What is something realistically that you could see Luca add in the few months during the offseason?
1: Man, this is so hard because I mean, one of the things you hear all the time is just how polished Luca is at such a young age. And him being, you know, 21 and he just seems like a vet out there. And, you know, first, a lot of these guys at such a young age, you you want them to like, hey, all right, I want y'all to, you know, pick up a step back or I want you to pick up a floater mid-range game or a lot of these things you would want of, a, you know, second, third year guy in the league. Luke already has. So it's hard to like, if you want to focus on a statistic, I want to see his free throw percentage get higher. I would love to see his free throw percentage get up to 80. Uh, but I guess I'll just take the cliche, continue to get in better shape. I mean, I don't think he was in bad shape. I, I don't, and I feel like it's a cop out, but I think it's safe to say Luka's one of the most like well rounded, accomplished rookies that, I mean, or let's say younger players in the league that we've ever had. So it's hard to pick a thing. I'll just say free throw percentage slash let's, you know, let's continue to get in more. I don't know, better shape. I, it's a hard, that's a hard question.
0: <laughs> when you started going down the conditioning route and then you said well-rounded, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> I think the conditioning is definitely a thing that you need to improve on. Just players every year in the league can get better condition, get stronger, get faster, quicker. Uh, I think Luca in the strength category has been good. I mean, he dominated in the post this year because he's going to be playing against smaller players a lot. And, uh, I think that that speed and quickness, that first step, you can always get better at that, that first step free throw percentage. Absolutely. Three point percentage. I think I'm diving into that a little bit more for a video series I'm working on. And I think that, um, I think he can work on some of those decisions for his three point shot. I don't think his percentage shows the entire picture. He could still be a super effective guy. You know, he's not like Westbrook where Westbrook's three point percentage kind of tells the whole picture, right? <laughs> he just kind of, he takes a bunch of shots there a lot of them are wide open and he's not really hitting on them, but Yeah, I think that those those couple things, I think, are things that Luca can add. Uh, All right, let's get into some trades, Isaac. We love ourselves some trades. Let's talk about some trades. The OKC Thunder, they have an interesting roster, and they're one of the few teams that are kind of openly admitting that they're going to be rebuilding next year. They decided to not, you know, tell Billy Donovan that they were going to win next year, right? Like (laughs) They've already decided they're going to go in that direction, so Billy Donovan decided to go elsewhere. They have Chris Paul, who's going to making $41 million next year. Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder are on expiring contracts. Steven Adams, $27.5 million next year on an expiring deal. And then Dennis Schroeder, $15.5 million on an expiring deal. And then the rest of their guys are on rookie deals. Gilgis Alexander is still on his rookie deal. Terrence Ferguson, Darius Baisley. Uh, they have a player option for Mike Muscala. That's at like $2.2 million. Uh, Abdul Nader, Hamdu Diallo, Deontay Burton, Lou Dort, and then our boy... Isaiah Roby. I thought he was going to say Nurland, but... It's been good. Oh well. No, it's been good, Isaiah Roby. Glad glad to have you on the Mavs, and now he's an he's OKC guaranteed deal next year. Um, all right, so let's just start off. We've talked about the Chris Paul thing, I feel like, so much. We've mentioned it, yeah, but yeah. for people that are new that are watching a WFAA or if they haven't heard us do our Chris Paul thing, let's just go through the whole spiel. He makes $41.3 million this year. million in a player option the year after that. Uh, That's the year that you know Giannis and Kawhi and Paul George are going to be free agents, that 2021 year, which might just be 2022. I don't know. I can't keep track of the dates now because of how it's going to work out. But why are we against the Chris Paul deal, but also we think it would be a good idea in a vacuum? Listen, on paper
1: and on the basketball court, It makes perfect sense as far as fitting alongside Luka and KP. We've talked about on this podcast all of the time of what Dallas needs next. We need a vet. We need another playmaker. We need a guy that's been there, done that, playoffs, all of that. Chris Paul is every bit of that. He checks all of those boxes. It's just that second year on his deal. He's due $85 million, like you said, over the next two years. And that second year, uh, entering into that 20, you know, 21, um, free agency, came call it summer offseason, whatever that is, to where Giannis and those guys, it's, He has a player option for 44 million. He's gonna take that. Like that's just like I don't even want to call it a player option. It's just a guaranteed money. He's been open. He's even said it before he's gonna take that money. So if you basically whoever trades for Chris Ball, you're basically punting on that free agency. And Dallas, if you're a team like Dallas, you're young and you're already gonna be good next year. You're already gonna improve, like just naturally, if you bring back the same team why not give your ch- yourself the chance at a Giannis, but not just Giannis and Oladipo, Paul George, whoever it is. So that's my only thing. If it was just one year shorter, I would be all in, go do it. Uh, but it just sucks that it has another you know, another year on that deal because Chris Paul, theoretically, in Dallas, basketball fit next to Luca would be an absolute perfect fit, I think.
0: Yeah, fits all the things, all our checklist of things that we mentioned that the Mavericks need. You know, a veteran leader. They need probably another secondary creator. They need a guy that could be a shooter, defender, uh, some kind of enforcer with his personality and just with his presence. I think he would fit all those things, all those things the Mavericks need. But $44 million in in 2021 is just insane. I went and I went and looked at um, Chris Paul. Chris Pauls, Porzingis, and Luca—just those guys. Like, let's say the Mavericks traded everyone else on the roster, and there's a couple other players still signed on for 2021. They make 85 million dollars combined, and a lot of people, including Bobby Marks, Brian Windhorst, guys that are connected in the league and that know, think that the cap's going to stay at 109 for the next two years. Um, And so, 85 million out of 109—like, there's not really anything else you can do there. Like, there's even if you offset all the, you know, like. Salaries with uh, with Chris Pauls, you just it, it's just too much. Right? Like you can't even yeah. do anything. You have no wiggle room after that to add anybody or to you know trade for somebody else to get you know a, a wing defender. Anybody like that's it. It's Chris Paul, Porzingis, and Luca. That's basically your whole team, and then whoever else you can still retain from some of these ro- role guys. It's just too much.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, if you just looked at that, I mean that's three players right there. And then even if you took the next ten players on the roster and just made them what you know 2 million dollars each i mean that's you're at 105 million right there so that yeah the money aspect is the biggest reason for chris paul i know we mentioned this on our on our chris paul specific podcast but if you had to pick a team out there for the chris paul sweepstakes and i'm going to say you can't say milwaukee Who do you think swoops in for him? Because I actually have a team that we haven't talked about. I haven't heard anybody. I listened to Brian Windhorst pod. They didn't mention this team for Chris Paul. And I've just been thinking about this team that they should go after Chris Paul. And I think they will make a run at Chris Paul. But what team do you think he lands on?
0: I just listened to uh, Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe. And they mentioned a really good one that I hadn't thought of. And that's the Phoenix Suns as a team that could just come in. It's on like the periphery. That could add, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They could trade like Rubio and Kelly Oubre and make it work. That was kind of an interesting dark horse one that I hadn't really thought about.
1: Yeah, for me, the one I've been thinking about a lot outside of you know Milwaukee, New York, everybody's been throwing out there about Chris Paul. What about Chicago? Chicago Ooh. hires Billy Donovan, the coach he just played really well with. And if Chicago's like, hey, we're tired of sucking, we at least want to improve. We're, we want to improve a little bit. We want our young guys, we want our young bigs to play with, you know, a vet to get them the ball and stuff. They have the expiring contract that will, you know, if assuming he picks picks it up, Otto Porter Jr. and the expiring contract of Thaddeus Young, that's forty one million exactly for Chris Paul. You bring him in there, play him alongside Zach Levine, Wendell Carter Jr., Larry Markkinen. Kobe White off the bench, or heck, play Kobe White with Chris Paul. But I would like to see him go to Chicago, and I think it would improve the young guys. And heck, I mean, that roster right there might make seventh or eighth seed in the East.
0: <laughs> well, maybe not with the Nets improving, and you know, who's going to fall out of that race. But yeah, that, that'd be an interesting one as well. All right, coming up, let's get into some more um, trade targets for the OKC Thunder. There's a couple more players I want to get into. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, rockauto.com, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers. They have different levels for different proficiencies of fixing your car. Rockauto.com's prices are all the same for everybody. Puts everybody on their level playing field and the prices are always reliably low. They have everything that you need with a catalog that's you mar- remarkably easy to navigate. Even if you're not a car guy like me, you can go through and just look the Make, model, car, the, the uh, year of your car, and you can find exactly what you need, exactly the part for your car. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Built Go, it's the brand new product from Built Bar, the bars that we love so much. Built Go makes you the best at whatever you do, whether it's a mental or physical wall that you need to break through. Break through it with Go every single day. Easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. They're just these little packages with like the consistency of peanut butter inside, delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint, it combines the protein of a built bar with the caffeine as well to give you that extra kick to ignite your go. It's the same like five hour energy without the crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. And right now, if you visit builtgo.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. By the way, these are so easy to take on the go. Just a little package, you just rip the top off, you just squeeze it right in your mouth, whether you're running or whether you're you know, biking or whatever you're doing, you're just sitting at your job, whatever you need, if you just need an extra kick, use BuiltGo, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Promo code LOCKED at BuiltGo.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more trade targets for the OKC Thunder. Steven Adams, let's get into this. We talked about it with Ryland Styles. He gave this whole, basically, rant, spiel, whatever you want to call it, about why Steven Adams is kind of that type of player is sort of done in the league, right? It's it's really hard to f- try and find a role for a guy making that much money, twenty-seven and a half million dollars, to uh to find a role for that guy. He just doesn't play in the finals, right? He doesn't play against some playoff teams. You know, Ryan said he got played off the floor by Ennis Cantor, Rudy Gobert, and the Rockets, right? It's like the whole gambit. It's like a good offensive center, a good defensive center, no center. Like he can't play against any of those. And so where do you find this guy? We this Steven Adams has been mentioned to us a lot in the past in, in mailbags and trade target, you know, trade deadline things that we've done in the past. I haven't heard Steven Adams' name at all from fans. I think everyone's on board with this. Is is, is that kind of a done a done deal? Like we're we're out on this of no interest in Steven Adams.
1: Yeah, it's done. It's done and passed. And I hate this because I absolutely love Steven Adams. And I don't want to say done and passed for like his career. Like he's done. Yeah. I, it's just done in Dallas. Dallas is, we. you know, you've seen what Dallas did with transitioning, you know, after the Powell injury, KP playing more of the five. We knew that was going to come playoff time. It just happened a little bit earlier than we thought. And for Adams, it's just... You know, if, if, which Donnie Nelson has said, you know, compared this center position to a bullpen type approach before. And it's like, well, if we have Bobon as our big body guy and we have Maxi who can stretch the floor some, we have KP and, you know, like if we have these guys that we can throw in there, you know, Dw- Dwight, he's the rim roller. We already have those guys. And if you can have Bobon to play that enforcer rebounder type guy at 8 million, compared to Steven Adams at 20-something million, then you're going to take Boban. And I I do think there's another team out there that can use him. I'm not saying he's not serviceable, but just not in Dallas.
0: Yeah, like he could fit on a team in like the Dwight Howard role for the Lakers, right? Like he could come in and be that guy, but that guy makes the vet minimum, right? He doesn't come in and make max money. so. It's it's interesting to try and see what they're going to do. He's probably going to turn into like Udonis Haslam for them, right? Like he's going to be yeah. the guy that's their culture setter. He's going to be there forever unless they decide to make a move. But he is a free agent after next year. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. The big one that I think is an actual first one that I think could could be a trade. Dennis Schroeder, $15.5 million. We talked about him before. Uh, what do you think about a Dennis Schroeder trade? It seems like, you know, he could one out. It seems like he could be a good secondary creator for the Mavs.
1: Oh yeah. This is the one guy. When you look at trade you look at trade pieces for OKC in Dallas, Dennis Schroeder is the guy and he's one of the few examples out there expiring contract he was in the running for sixth man of the year he averaged over 18 points a game right at 19 points a game last year he's a bigger point guard who came off the bench for OKC shot 38 percent from three all of these things that we talk about of like can you play alongside Luka Doncic can you fit in this system and in this offense Dennis Schroeder can and you trade for him he doesn't cut into the 2021 cap space, so yeah, man. If if they can go out and get Dennis Schroeder to either start or come off the bench like he did in OKC, man, go do it. I I think he would fit, and you can never
0: have enough Germans in Dallas, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The the thing about Dennis Schroeder that you just mentioned I find so interesting is that he can definitely play next to Luca. And I think that was a question before this past year, right? I think this was a big thing. I remember us talking about OKC and previewing that team and me saying, I don't see a, a scenario where Dennis Schroeder plays with Chris Pollock. I don't see that as a a lineup that's really going to work. And I was totally proven wrong by that. I think that that lineup seemed to work really, really well for him. That Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Shea Gilgis Alexander lineup was really good for them. And he proved me wrong in the sense that he can play, you know, that whole team kind of proved me wrong with Chris Paul and Schroeder and, you know, all that. But I think that that was a a big thing for him in his career that he proved that he can play next to a guy like that. He's willing to take some kind of six man role. Now he probably wants to start and wants to be, you know, like have a bigger role somewhere else, but I think that he could he'd be huge. So the trade package, I think, and it depends on what OKC would want, but I feel like Delon, right, Justin Jackson, and then maybe the 31st pick. Maybe you have to up that to the 18th pick, that first round pick. But I feel like the 31st pick can make this done to make this work.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I think that's the way you're looking at this for OKC too, because you whatever team does trade for them, assuming that they do trade, you know, trading this offseason or at some point. You are getting a one-year rental. So it's not like you're, you know, have him under contract for the next couple of years. So I think if you're looking at from OKC, yeah, you replace Schroeder with this Delon right in the backcourt. You take a flyer on Justin Jackson, but you get the 31st pick, which we've seen before is very coveted with some teams because it it's that first pick in the second round that you know, it's it's not first round guaranteed money. So a lot of teams, you see teams try to move up to that thirty first, thirty second, thirty third pick in the second round because it's basically like a second rounder with less guaranteed money. So, yeah, I think that's a good deal. I mean, I, if you have to if you have to do eighteen, I think I would probably go up to eighteen and say, yeah, let's do it. I don't know about giving up both the picks for yeah. Shruder, one year of shooter, but. Yeah, if it's one of the picks and those two guys, sign me up for Dennis Schroeder.
0: Yeah, and there's other players I think around the league. We've looked through a lot of the teams now. We're just going through this in alphabetical order on, on teams, basically. I think there's other players that could be better for that uh, for that price than Schroeder, but I feel like that'd be a good one. If you just want to do one year, it fits the bill of a guy that, you know, making $15 million this year and then just, you know, he's expiring so you have his rights that you could bring him back or you could just cut bait and you don't really lose out on anything. You lose out on the 31st pick, which... We're not really expecting too much from for one year, and they don't necessarily always pan out anyway. You're also yeah. removing Delon Wright's money, eight eight and a half million, I think, from 2021, which gives you the full max. You wouldn't have to do anything else the next summer, next off season, to add a max contract like Giannis or like Paul George or Kawhi or anybody like that. So it, it kills two birds with one stone. Whatever you want, however you want to say that, but it, it fills both those you know, roles and things the Mavericks want to do. I think Dennis Schroeder, nobody else on this team, I think is worth looking at. Like Lou door, we talked about, but he's, his deal is so small. It's hard to make a trade for somebody like that. Shea Gil's Alexander's the future for them. He'd be awesome. But Terrence Ferguson yeah. was my guy. He's, he's kind of fallen off.
1: No, he's horrible. <laughs> we don't need him. Here, don't here's the name that people have thrown out a little bit. And I'm so intrigued with what happens to him and some of these other free agents is, you know, are we going to see the kind of revitalization um, of the sign and trade, you know, for somebody like Danilo Gallinari that hits unrestricted free agency this summer. And basically you have teams that suck and it's like, Hey, do I want to go to Atlanta and play with Trey young? And you know, that's the thing. It's like, if he wants to go to a good team, will there be a team out there that says, Hey, let's work out a sign and trade that doesn't have the cap space but they'll throw in some of their salaries and say let's go get him i've seen him thrown around to dallas a little bit yes the shooting would be amazing but with a signing trade you know he's going to want a lo- longer term deal and i love gallinari i think the uh, i think if they traded for him last year you know as a as an expiring contract i be like oh man that's you can never have enough shooters right uh, I just don't know if I'm willing to eat into 2021 cap space for Gallinari in Dallas. So I would be out, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think I want a longer term deal, but maybe this could be something like Dragic in Miami, right? They're going to probably sign him to a really yep. big one year deal. What's the most you think that they could sign and trade to get Gallinari? You could- well, I think it would have to, you know, it's all about like what you would be willing
1: to, you know, give up as far as. You know, trading. If OKC says, all right, do you want Tim Hardaway or do you want Danilo Gallinari? And it's like, all right, we'll sign Gallinari to a one year, $19 million deal. And then it's just an equal trade at that point. Or you do a, you know, it's a deal like the one we talked about for Schroeder and it's a one year, $15 million deal. And it's DeLon and, you know, the 31st pick and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, if it's a one year expiring deal, sure, let's do it. But I just think Gallinari, yeah, I think it would be something longer term.
0: It would be a European invasion.
1: That's true. That is very true.
0: <laughs> All right, coming up, let's get into some of Orlando's trade targets. There's some interesting players on in there. We got Booch. We got Fournier. We have Terrence Ross. Alfred Camino, Chief. You can bring the Chief back. Long live the Chief. We'll talk about those guys coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the Orlando Magic. They have maybe the least interesting team in the... <laughs> No, <laughs> no, nah,
1: nah, Detroit. Nobody beats Detroit.
0: That's true. Christian Wood. No, you're not interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. Christian Wood. By the way, Christian Wood went on Instagram Live today on uh, on Monday and started asking people, "Where do you think I should go in free agency?" Start taking no. Qu- he start taking questions.
1: I'm sure that went over well.
0: <laughs> oh, and all those Pistons fans, like they they have so little right now. Like they just they don't have stuff, right? So they're really attached yeah. to Christian Wood. And uh, it did not go over well with Pistons fans. For sure. For sure. I found that very funny today. Orlando Magic, Vucevic making $26 million uh, in 2020, uh, $24 million in 2021, $22 million. He has that declining contract kind of max deal. Aaron Gordon making $18 million and then $16 million in 2021. You have Evan Fournier as a player option for 17000000 million. I'm assuming he will pick that up because he's not getting that anywhere else. Uh, so that'd be an expiring deal. Then you have Terrence Ross make it next year. And then he has a declining contract as well. A lot of declining contracts in Orlando, uh, 13 and a half for Terrence Ross year after 12 and a half. And then eleven and a half and a half after that, Markel Foltz is still on the very end here of his uh, rookie deal, 12.2 million for him. And then it will be a restricted free agent. Alfred Camino making 9.7 Jonathan Isaac on his rookie deal. Bamba. Remember Bamba. Remember that was going to be the future. Dennis and Bamba. Uh Kahim Birch making three million, James Ennis, Wesley Uwundu, Gary Clark are all kind of have you know restricted free agent or player option and then Melvin Frazier as well. All right. We bring in Mo Bamba, Dennis Smith Jr. from Mo Bamba, who says no? <laughs> Throw back. I'll hang up and listen. Throw back. <laughs> <laughs> who, oh, who stays
1: in the league longer at this point?
0: Call. Might be seeing them in the Drew League soon. Oh my gosh. What about Nick? What about Booch? Let's start there. Booch, no. 26 million. No interest.
1: It's just too much money. Like that. That's just we already have Porzingis at 30 something a year for the it's next.
0: Booch or Porzingis?
1: Oh, Porzingis, for sure.
0: <laughs> I just want yeah. to press you see how long it would take you to answer that. How how fast is Don Nelson hanging up the phone if they're like Booch for Porzingis straight up?
1: Um, I think it's pretty
0: quick, pretty, pretty quick, probably yeah. pretty quick. I'm not going to I'm not going yeah. to push back on you there. Uh yeah, I, I have no interest at that 20. You're basically just that's your team, right? It's kind of the same, yeah. sort of the same thing as Chris Paul. Not as bad, but your team is Vooch, Porzingis, Luca, and then all the role players that you would, you know, get to keep in that trade. So Yeah, no interest. Aaron Gordon, no. though, a
1: player This that- is a guy I want to talk about because Mavs fans, I've seen people really excited about this guy. He's been in these fake trades for Dallas for a while, and I have some takes on him.
0: Feels like he's been in fake trades for decades, like forever. Yes. <laughs> it just feels like he's been. In, he's the one of the fake trade darlings, I think. So to review, he's making eighteen point one million dollars next year. He's making sixteen point four million in that twenty twenty one year where Giannis and Kawhi are going to be free agents and all that, and then then he's expiring after that. Aaron Gordon be such an interesting player. He's still trying to figure out his role, his, you know, is he Paul George? Is he Draymond? What what kind of player is he basically? Paul George. He wishes he was Paul That's George. That's what they were saying before last yeah. year that he was he should be in that Paul George mold. That's what the team was saying.
1: I don't understand like what, what is Aaron Gordon? I'm That's what I'm, I'm saying. I, he doesn't know. Like, they don't know. I know, but I feel like everybody's been trying to like figure him out and at at some point. Like we just did this pod on RJ Hampton yesterday and yeah. it's like hey, all it's right, well what's what's your like one quality that really stands out in like, my right, contest? Well. Is, yeah, is Aaron Gordon the, like, Ford version of, like, I feel like he thinks he's Blake Griffin, like a young Blake Griffin, when really he's closer to, like, a Tyrus Thomas. He's an and, overpaid
0: Derrick Jones Jr. Prove me
1: wrong. Yeah, no, like, he really is, and that's <laughs> what I, like, I think people think he's John Collins, and John Collins, I think, is, like, decently better than Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And John Collins shot 40% from three last year. Aaron Gordon barely shot 30% from three. And I just, I don't understand the infatuation with some of with Mavs fans with this, like, man, if we get Aaron Gordon, him KP, and I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I want some shooters. And are we sure he's better than Dwight Powell or Maxi? I don't, I don't think he is. So Ooh. I just don't, I just, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to be like a roast on Aaron Gordon. I'm just at this point, I don't know what he is. And, If for a guy who can't shoot thirty percent, I would or you know thirty percent for three, I'd rather take Dwight Powell and Maxi over Aaron Gordon at this point.
0: It's the same infatuation as RJ RJ Hampton, right? It's the same kind of thing where you have an athletic guy who's good defensively, can defend all kinds of positions. He shows all sort of flashes, right? The incredible dunks can give you a lot of stuff in the open court. Can give you a lot of stuff, you know, from the dunker spot in the half court. He's decent playmaker. He's a decent shooter. Like he, you know, he's all those kind. He's all these kind of things, but. He just doesn't bring an elite skill, and it you don't really know what he is, right? But he shows yeah. all this potential. It's this amalgam of potential that you're just betting on. And people love to bet on that because they love sort of the unknown of, well, dang, this guy could be Paul George, or this guy could be Draymond. You know, it's like, it's not always like that. A lot of these guys just kind of, they get into the league and they try to be all these things at once instead of just one thing really well, and then it doesn't pan out for them. Uh, the Wesley Johnson thing is a kind of another... Uh, remember the guy that was drafted really high for the Timberwolves, Derek Williams? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's another guy like this that was just super athletic, that was drafted really high, and then they, he just generally pan out because he didn't really do one thing well. But playing next to a guy like Luca, I think it'd be the best point guard he's ever played with. That could be something that adds value. But at this point, the Mavericks need somebody that's going to add value to the team, not somebody that yes. Luca can add value to, right? I, that's a big thing for this team, and I'm not... I'm not with Aaron Go- I'm not there with Aaron Gordon especially Aaron if it's going to take up synergy. money for 2021.
1: Exactly. Aaron Gordon synergy stats on catch and shoot shots guarded and unguarded. Guarded catch and shoot shots 29%, unguarded 28%. Uh, <laughs> oh he if got you're worse? Familiar, If you're familiar with Synergy, they give these ratings like average or excellent and it's like all this stuff on catch and shoot shots below average
0: and poor. So you say he got worse when he was guarded on through? Uh or no, you got worse when he was unguarded. On when play. he was unguarded, yes. It's just, <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I have
1: hesitations. And honestly, I let's just take Dwight Powell of the mix. Aaron Gordon yeah. or Maxi Kleba?
0: I'm taking Maxi. And I don't care if that's a hot tip or not. For this team, I mean, yeah. You'd rather have the guy that can shoot near 40% from three, defend the rim. Aaron Gordon doesn't necessarily yeah. do that. Gordon would. You'd be able to play him against the Clippers, right? You'd be able to play him probably yeah. in, you know. you play Maxi too. I know, but he'd he, he defend Kawhi a little bit better than what Maxi was able to do. Remember, just throwing Maxi out against Paul Jordan. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just think no, Gordon. Deep. Gordon would be better than Maxi. I'm, I'm going to stick. On Kawhi? Yes. What? We
1: just saw all these statistics yep. of like how he did decently well against Kawhi. I'd take Maxi. No. I'm taking, I'm, I'd take I'm, Aaron I'm, Gordon in a dunk contest. Give me Maxi on <laughs> actually good things in basketball.
0: I'm sticking with this. We're not trashing Aaron Gordon that much to say that he wouldn't be better than Maxi defending Kawhi. No, I'd still
1: take Maxi over Aaron Gordon Garnquai.
0: Too bad we'll never see it because Orlando.
1: Yeah, never Yeah, Orlando. Made the never, they'd have to make the finals at this point. No, they actually made it. Actually, we we could go
0: back and look at him playing against Toronto. Maybe they maybe he guarded him there. That's true. That's that, they true. they played in that first round. They lost that game one. Toronto did. Uh, yeah, I think I think Aaron Gordon just not an option for the Mavericks. I just don't see realistically that happening. Maybe last year at this time, right? Last year. This time yeah. a month, a couple months before, um, because they were they're were still kind of this fledgling team. We were not sure if they were a playoff team. We're still kind of betting on potential. The mouse potential has arrived, right? They are there in yeah. the playoffs. They are in the playoff hunt. They are ready to go and potentially win a title. It starts now. So I don't think Aaron Gordon's that Evan Fournier. Any interest in that? He's 40 percent three point shooter. He's not good in the playoffs, but he wouldn't be asked to do a whole lot with the Mavericks he's that he's 17 million dollar expiring deal so it could be a similar kind of thing as Schroeder he's not your secondary you know creator but he'd be another shooter that you can add and you know another guy
1: yeah I mean I feel like in a way him and Tim Hardaway are the Spider-Man meme looking at each other <laughs> yeah and, uh, both shooting guards just as long shot, as
0: they don't google each other Oh. <laughs> Uh, if, yeah,
1: I thought they both played really well this past year. They're both going to be unrestricted free agents, which kind of sucks for them in a year like this, but, um, or not unrestricted. They have their player option, whatever. And I mean, I, yeah, I sure. I guess if they can get him without giving up Tim and it's like, in addition to Tim, sure. But, uh, Yeah. I mean you can never have enough shooters. I'm just not like actually really going after him. I would rather another guy on this roster that we haven't mentioned yet was Farouk Aminu. I would rather go after him, a guy who's been in Dallas before. He's 30 years old. Uh, you know, he did he got hurt this past year so you can't really take some of his percentages, you know, that much, but yeah, I would just take another guy like that that's six eight, six nine. been in Dallas before, kind of similar to the Jay Crowder thing. Jay, you know, Jay Crowder has obviously played better than you know, Aminu recently and played in the playoffs and all of that. But if they're shopping him on an expiring deal, I think what's his number at, like
0: eight or he's, nine? He's making 9'7", this this next year, but he has a $10 million player option in 2021. So that's where I have some reservations. Uh, of. I didn't, never mind. <laughs> well
1: dang he's gonna pick that up so yeah. uh just erase the past uh four minutes of the pot we'll just edit that out <laughs> yeah. sorry
0: abc uh yeah yeah alfred Kamita not for terrence ross also not for no uh, yeah i just
1: no, rather keep the guys the maps
0: have uh and i don't think anyone else like jonathan isaac people mentioned he'd be excellent fit like he's a guy that you're, mm. you're like okay that's a guy that has some definite you know potential he's not staring gordon he has you know all defensive potential basically uh, as a, what do they do with
1: Jonathan Isaac right now? Because yeah. he tears his ACL in the bubble. Send in the seminary.
0: He's,
1: <laughs> he's like, I've already been there.
0: And is he or Do we know he, if he's ordained?
1: He is Can ordained. He my yeah, guy he's ordained? ordained, pastor. I, I like Jonathan Isaac. So Jonathan Isaac tears his ACL in the bubble, and then he's gonna be—he's entering in this last guaranteed year of his rookie deal, to where they have to decide to give him the qualifying offer. In order for him to be a restricted free agent, so you assume—I mean, he's not going to play at all next year for the most part. So you assume they're going to give him the qualifying offer and then just like let him play out for the last. Year. I, I don't. I'm really intrigued with what they do as far as content. I mean, you you don't hand this dude like a crazy max
0: rookie extension off an ACL, right? Has he done enough to get that? No, but then the question is, are, are you willing to allow him to go on the open market, right? Like he's one of their few young players that actually has a lot of promise. So I I think that they'll offer him, you know, maybe the same thing as Aaron Gordon, right? Like they'll kind of do a similar deal with him and just, you know, they don't want him to get on the open market because then, you know, you get a bidding war and there, or maybe they do. And they want to see what his actual market value is. Maybe they decide to go that direction. That'd be interesting. Uh, Mobile, but no interest there. I'm just, we're not interested in projects at this point for the Mavericks. So uh, nobody else is interesting on, on this team. That's it. No one else. Markel Fultz, no, not in. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's some trade targets from the OKC Thunder and the Magic. We'll continue to do our series every Tuesday covering all kinds of trade targets. We'll continue to do our draft stuff. We're hammering in uh, targets the Mavs could take that are wings for the 18th pick. So that's a big pod. That's going to be tomorrow. And then we'll also do bigs the next pod as well. So, guys, we appreciate you jumping on with us. If you're joining us on WFAA, we appreciate you. Go to uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star Apple Podcast review with a question. We'll answer it on the podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.
1: Lord Vader, the fleet has moved down to flight speed and we're preparing to... You have failed me for the last time, Admiral.